Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, March the 30th. We are back in the studio, episode 33, rocking and rolling. And guys, today, listen, with everything going on in the world, so much craziness, I can't even put my finger on everything. I have a surprise. I've got a phenomenal guest. This guy, I'm going to take this opportunity to blow him completely up. He is the engineer of my show. He's a creative behind things that I do. He's a friend, a mentor, all of that. I know him as Devin Wade. Some of you guys might know him as Dev Nasty. What up, Dev? What's going on? Uh, let me uh, now I can uh reveal myself and take off the mask. And oh, he was he was hiding. Dev is in yeah. his um yeah his protective gear for yes. those of you who cannot see it and those who can. This is for more for people, uh, other people to feel safe because I know a lot of people are super concerned about this. So I think sometimes seeing this makes other people comfortable. And as a lot of people, I am a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> she <So>. is the, <laughs> yeah. the main person. Listen, I could not pass up the opportunity to have him come on the show today. We are all taking precautions and practicing social distancing and all those things. I mean, we're taking all the steps, wiping everything down. But at the end of the day, I have I have a purpose, and God called me to do it, and so I've got to get out there and and make things happen. I am essential personnel. I just deem myself that. <laughs> so I was I was telling Dev, you know, what we're going to be talking about today, and I thought it was very timely and important to get into this discussion. I realized that my show is about grief, and a lot of people, when they think about grief, all they think about is the loss of a loved one or somebody died. But grief comes in so many forms, and when I say right now. The world is grieving. The world is grieving. But the even crazier part about it is so many people don't even know that's what it is. Like they don't even know what those feelings and emotions are. And grief is defined as deep sorrow. So a lot of people are going through deep sorrow right now. So many emotions. It can be uncomfortable. And a lot of it is due to so many things being canceled. I mean, of course, we'll get into more so about the fear and all these things. But jobs being you know, canceled, people being laid off, people being fired. And, you know, for yourself, those who don't know, Dev is like, I'm going to just call him a super creative. He is like a super creative. So, I appreciate that. No, definitely. He's just a dope human being, and his business is his livelihood. It's how, it's how he gets his money. Correct. You know, so I think it's, it's great that we have him on here, have someone who is being directly impacted by the coronavirus and the lockdowns and the shutdowns and the social distancing and just kind of open up and talk about that because that's one aspect of what people are dealing with, but it's definitely a big one because when your money is being messed up, man, listen, right. that that can really mess some things up. So you can weigh in wherever you feel. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, for a lot of people right now, um, anybody that uh, generates their own, you know, their money um, through their own business, it's more of an uncertainty because there is no um, – return date or when this is going to be mandated that people can come back to work or, or open up their what they call non-essential businesses. So it's more of an uncertainty because people might say, hey, I can take a hit and not make any money for two weeks, 
right. a month, whatever their nest egg or, you know, whatever they created for themselves, it's the idea that you start hearing people talking about, we, we won't be returning back to work until July, you know, and that starts getting people, you know, fearful. Um, in my case, it's a little bit different, not just because I'm not, or not because like I got a bunch of money or nothing like that. Cause that's He's not, lying. The case. no, no, that's not the case at all. <laughs> but, um, my talent is rare enough that people need, they're always going to need something from me. So I'm very blessed in that. What, what are those talents? Uh, I'm, I, I'm a, I consider myself a maker. I can make pretty much anything that I need to make. And if I didn't know how, I can figure it out. So the table that we're at, I made. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm not a carpenter. I just drew it up and did it. But um, people are going to need me to design their shoes, design their clothes, uh, make this their their chest, like a, a you know a wooden chest, whatever they have in their mind. Can you design my, I don't know, a vending machine? You know, they need that stuff. So because designs are sent digitally anyway, or I could draw something up, photograph it, run it through the copier, and send it remotely, my work doesn't really stop the same as somebody else. You know what I mean? I'm just more in an empty studio situation than normally is a buzz with a bunch of people doing a bunch of stuff. So No, that makes perfect sense. And, I mean, I think that a lot of people's position is unique. And I'm glad, I'm thankful that your money and your situation is not being too heavily impacted by it because, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that it is in many different ways. Do you think, though, or have you heard from just friends, family, whoever, like how is it playing an effect or a role on their mental health as far as fear, anxiety? Because, listen, as a culture, I'm going to just say it, we, we find ways to joke about everything. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I have saw a couple of posts about this on social media where, We've had to joke our way through so much and laugh through so much oppression and just different things. And so we do find humor. And sometimes, okay, it goes a little far and sometimes it can be deemed insensitive. But in reality, in those real conversations, how are people doing? Like, have you heard anybody talking um, about how they feel about it? Absolutely. Uh, a close friend of mine who is a jovial person, he's a comedian. His grandmom's real sick at the time up in New York. He can't go see her. It's a lot of stuff like that. A friend of mine's... Uh, the mother of his kid has that has the coronavirus right now. So it's like it's definitely affecting people. And um, like Jay Nicole just said, uh, joking your way through it can be uh, beneficial, like very, 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 very beneficial. I'm a silly person. If anybody watches any of the content I'm involved in, it could be it's not the same person that you're getting right now. I'm going to laugh and joke my way through everything. So, um. I think that laughter is a good thing because a lot of this stuff, there's nothing you could do about about it. Right now, all you can do is wash your hands, wash off your, your you know your groceries when you bring them in, spray stuff down with Lysol. These microphones have been sprayed so much. I'm more concerned with the <laughs> right. chemicals I'm right. breathing in off right. of the microphones. Um, that's all you can really do. What I will say is, right now, people are having safer practices than they ever have. I should be sick right now, and what I mean by that is I have a cold around this time every year. I don't have one probably because we're going this extra mile, you know, that we we, we aren't going, you know, that we don't normally go. What I want to bring up is to when we hear people sneeze or cough, <laughs> For real. can we please not treat Listen, them guilty like, like the devil? 
can we not do that? Because, you know, yesterday somebody coughed because they were spraying Lysol in their own face, basically. And uh, somebody else that was in a different room got very concerned and looked like they wanted to fight that person. Listen, there's a lot of that going on right now. You're not lying. I put my hands up because I'm guilty as charged. I think that you wanted to fight someone. I, listen, yeah, shop right, bro. I was, it was an older lady too. I really got to ask for forgiveness about that. Like she coughed, and my head turned so quickly, and it was so rude that I felt bad. But then I felt like I had a right because what I said was like, why would she even come out? But she was working, so she's a food worker at a shop right who's helping make sure that we can get our groceries and I looked at her like really like why didn't you say she coughed one time right and, and that could have been anything it could have been a pre-existing just something like and 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 that's the part with this is let's remember it's not some disease that you get from doing some weird strange practice that people you know you right. don't find wholesome or something you're just living you're going outside people are doing elbow bumps they're going back in the house. They're not uh, washing their their jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, we are being as careful as possible. So if, even even when I think about myself, if I was to all of a sudden uh, come across and have it, I'm not going to be sitting around beating myself up because I caught a new strain of flu or whatever this right. is. I'm not an expert on it because I know that when was the other times I walked around with gloves, mask, or sprayed Lysol on my grocery and grocery bags. Very true. You know. Very true. I think that's a good point. I mean, I think right now it's one of those things where, and maybe you can chime in on this too, where I felt like I'm having not, I don't say social media overload, but just media overload. So today I took off work. I know that sounds funny because I'm working from home, but (laughs) I got to use my vacation day. So I took off work and I allowed my day to start differently. I wasn't really on my phone. I was outside. You know, I was doing different things and that really helped because I was finding myself, and this is a part of it too, when you're dealing with grief and you're dealing with deep sorrow because my my routine has changed drastically. I drive over 170 miles per day for work, so I'm by myself generally, but now I'm home and I'm thinking like, man, is this really affecting me? And it's funny because that's the one thing about my job that I do complain about is the drive. Mm. And now I'm like, man, Mm. I would like to get in my car. I haven't listened to my podcast that I listen to, like, I'm realizing so much of my routine has changed, but I think that adding social media and just seeing so much of that exposure adds to that. So I'm trying to chop it down, and I'm hoping that someone out there, if you're listening to this, like maybe that's a key component to helping you navigate and move through this grief experience is to chill on the media. I mean, what do you feel about Um, that? So I'm going to say I don't want you to chill on the media. So I'm only saying this because right now, you're watching us. True. And we're media and we're talking about <laughs> about coronavirus. That's true. Because what I will say is just take into consideration that the re- one of the reasons why all we're hearing about is this is because there's nothing else to talk about. If you take away sports so they don't have anything to talk about, what are, what are, what are you going to talk about? There's no boxing. There's no WWE or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you realize like, wow. There is nothing to talk about but this thing. But what I would tell people is to try to look on the bright side and say this. You mentioned the drive. Same thing for my girl. She has to drive all the way out to King of Prussia every day for work and back. 
Now you don't have to take that drive. Some people are on paid leave. They're actually making more money or, or they're saving money because right. they're not spending money on gas. They're not doing this and that. And you realize you're going out habits. You were going to the movies. You were running here, running there, spending money. Now you're in the house. At least take this time to regroup. Think about your finances. Think about a situation like this that could also happen again next year. We could get through this, and now it could be coronavirus season. Mm. And you know what I mean? So just take this time to regroup. And, and the craziest part about this is it's very possible that I'm, I might, I don't want this from this, but I might see a surge in business because people are home. They still have their money if they're, if they're getting paid an unemployment right. or something like that. They're bored. And maybe they're like, I want to launch my shirt company when this is all over. So I need Dev to do my logo. I'm finally going to do my YouTube channel. So I need the logo and banner design for that. So I'm actually getting a lot of um, calls about stuff like that. And I could tell people are finally getting focused on whatever they wanted to do because everything else was taken from them. Yo, you are preaching. And I love that. That's why I'm happy to have you on here. I knew that once you were on here, we would have some great dialogue. And that's so true is that you start to reevaluate and to lean into the beautiful parts of it. And I know that sometimes it could be like, okay, well, if I don't focus on what's reality, will that deter me by just, you know, occupying my mind with something else? But I think what you said is true. Like there's great benefit in just reevaluating, relearning yourself. Like there are so many people who are uncomfortable with being by themselves. And I don't mean like maybe they don't have a spouse or someone home, Mm -hmm. but just not being able to just constantly go like that. And it has been great for me. I mean, my creative mind has been thinking, and just like you said, what if coronavirus season happened or who the heck knows when this is going to end? But I do agree, and I've heard this from my friends and my, my peers, that people are preparing for the next time or mm-hmm. or how we're going to get through this time. So whether it's starting that business or, you know, getting that T-shirt line going or saving writing that Saving money in general. Yeah, saving money, exactly. Because I, I said this to Tanya, I do not want to be caught flat-footed where – I'm just like, whoa, this I don't have This has proven that the entire, I don't know about the world, but America is really a paycheck to paycheck nation. It's not just the, the worker at a low you know, wage job. It's business owners. It uh, seems like corporations, or at least they're acting like it. You know what I'm saying? Because they want bailouts like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um Everybody, most people are in trouble if they miss a paycheck, let alone two, three, four checks. You know what I'm saying? So that this definitely changed my mindset about saving money, because one of the problems I call it the uh, is a stripper mindset is Mm -hmm. what I call it. A stripper gets paid every night. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you'll see how can this woman make so much money? but never have money or always Mm -hmm. run out. It's because she knows that she can get it just as fast the next day. Mm. Sometimes business owners or a creative, a person that makes their money every day, that could be me as well because it's like, oh, man, I'll draw something tomorrow and make money. Mm. I'll be able to do this. But once that's taken from you, it's like, whoa, I should have had something to the side for this. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. people definitely got to learn to be prepped and not, get out of this situation and just like you know uh, we end up in a dangerous situation we're like god if you get you me, get out, of me this, out of this i'll never, never do it again and then when it's over you you kind of forget yeah, about that you do the same thing again that's what most likely i believe is going to happen here people are worried now they get out of it 
and it's going to be like, oh, man, we got through that. Next year, if there's a coronavirus outbreak, people aren't going to do any social distance. They won't be like, man, that happened last year, man. We good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like and, and you could have a worse scenario next no, year in that case. That's very true. Thank you for sharing that. I wonder, too, when I was having this conversation today with my mom and we were talking about how it's so important to understand that everybody is going through this differently. So you have to be empathetic and show more compassion to each other because something might that gives me anxiety, you couldn't care less about and vice versa. And so just being able to find that common space with the people who you are spending this time with and being together with is something that I also want to offer is very crucial. Open communication. Don't just say things and not know how somebody feels about it or what they're really thinking. Check in with your people. Yo, how you feeling? How you doing? You mm -hmm. moving? You cool? Because you might think it's funny. That person might not. That person, like you just said, I know someone else who they're in the hospital and their people can't come and see them. So people are dying by themselves. Like right. there's no one there and they can't have funerals. Right. So it's just so much that's happening. And so it's so multi-layered that I feel like we've got to stick together right. and grow together. And I know literally we can't really come together. But, you know, what are some things you think that we can maybe do? I mean, um, actually, I'm invited... Tanya was like, yeah, uh, Jackie's having a party uh, we're invited to. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's actually going to be a virtual party. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. No, I mean, the uh, the virtual party thing is dope. D-Nice did something amazing, oh, bringing everybody together really through that. Um, before before going into, like, how people can um, pull everything together, the one thing I want to say is people have to, like, what she said, different things give different people anxiety. So if a person is in a situation where they feel like, Yo, I want to have a mask on. I want to have gloves on. Don't belittle those people or try to make it seem like they're just being too extra. If you don't care about that, that's cool. Right. I might be a little more lenient than the next person. And there's somebody that's more, you know, steadfast on it than I am. Man, just do whatever people feel is comfortable. If somebody says, look, man, you shouldn't touch your face, wash your hands when you come, just do it. You know what I'm saying? It's not that not just, that deep. Just do it. It's not that deep. I think if we can continue to respect each other and stick together, I think we'll be able to get through it. But people are dealing with so much, college students, graduations. Look, I have my college degree, and I worked hard for that. And I really had always had a vision that my people, God rest their soul, my grandmother and my dad, were able to see me walk across that stage. Bro, if, and, this, and this is what I'm saying. So this could seem very insignificant to someone else. But for somebody who put everything into it and then for them to find out their graduation from college is canceled, high school, yes. proms, like our young people are going through it right now because, yo, that's why I stuck in this stuff. I wasn't getting in trouble anymore in school so I can go to my prom or, you know, so many right. different stories. Basketball seasons. I know Cam the High. Teams worked hard. They should be at the Tournament of Champions, and all of that came Yo, to a halt. I didn't even think about that. They're doing – yeah, they were having an excellent year. Even right now, my, my you know, my kid, he did something goofy, and I was – um he was on punishment, supposed to be on punishment until April 19th. I felt so bad for him that I had to start giving him, like, a leniency on it because before it's like, all right, you're on punishment. You go to school. You come home. You go to jujitsu. You got two lessons. After that, you do your homework. You watch only nature stuff and you go to sleep. Now I'm watching him look at the least. He's so bored, yeah. stuck there mm -hmm. that I had to give him some yard time, man. Go get on the PlayStation. You could at least talk to the, to the kids right, through right. there. Like, because I felt bad because this is terrible for them. They can't go outside and play. Mm -hmm. This, this is whack. Listen, we are, we are 
right now my niece is turning eight. And so we can't go and celebrate how we want to. And there's so many different reasons. Like, again, with the virus, you may not have symptoms. Nobody really knows who does or doesn't have it. And so as our family, we're trying to give social distancing. So we're actually making a poster and going to go and do like a parade to sing happy birthday, like outside of our cars in front of her house. Like, that's what it's come to. But she's Mm. eight. But she was legit feeling a type of way and sad because at school, Teachers are telling them to wash your hands, do all these things. And so they know coronavirus and have this in their head. So like, and she does deal with anxiety. So that's what I mean. Like, and I want to say that too, make sure we get that out on the show. Our young people, our kids and all of them do not overlook and just brush them off. Like you don't know what they're dealing with internally either. Like some of them are, are freaked out and feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know, something that we can't overlook. So we got to continue to work through this. There's so many different avenues, so many different things that's going on. When it comes to loss, and I just want to bounce into our in love and memory. I mean, excuse me, I want to bounce into our inspirational boost, which is a part of our show that's very, very important to us. It is sponsored by Adina J Designs. Man, they are making some fire, fire tumblers over there, wood signs, T-shirts, whatever you could think of. They have it. Go follow them. Check them out at Adina J Designs, A-D-E-N-A-J-A-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. And, yeah, tell them that I sent you. You might get a discount. I'm, I'm not really sure. Maybe. <laughs> And so this quote for this week is, you do not just wake up and become the butterfly. Growth is a process. I really like that. And I think it's so key for right now, too, because growth is definitely going to be a process. This might not be a process. And I'm pretty sure none of us wanted to go through. But now that we're here, we got to embrace it and see how we come out on the other side. Like you said, we don't want to go through this just to go through it and not come out with something better on the other end, a better version of ourselves, a better business idea, a better relationship with our children, our spouse, whatever it is. Listen, somewhere there's a silver lining. Before we get ready to get out of here, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to share some more gems with us before we leave if you want. And also on Love and Memory segment, if you have someone that has passed away and you want to shout them out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, no, so I just want everybody to, um, like I said, respect people, be mindful of people, um, you know, what they're going through. Um, if you're one of those people that don't believe in the virus or whatever the case may be, I, I mean, for the most part, keep it to yourself or, or, or just talk with like-minded people because it, it, if, even if this thing wasn't real, um, it's being broadcast through people's TVs. It's still giving them that exi- um, uh, you know, anxiety or whatever. You just need to let people breathe, let people be comfortable so that they could get through this situation. Don't antagonize people in a situation that's already uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Um, and when they do finally let us out and this thing is safe, let's super appreciate each other. When we hit the club, how about no fighting? How about right. no shooting? Remember when we couldn't go outside? Remember that part? Remember how you felt when you were trapped in that that household? Um, imagine being trapped in jail. There's a lot of people that's already been on quarantine in prison wow. for a lot of years. So, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking mostly to our demographic when, when we right, talk about right. that. Um, as far as um, in love and memory, uh, definitely Miss Donna Green. Uh, that was, you know, my, my best friend as a kid and teenager's mom, who was also like a mom to me. And literally till this day the worst day of my life when that lady passed away i never felt nothing like that you wow. know what i'm saying and she was um 
a wild character. You know what I mean? Like I can't even, I won't even go into everything with her, but she was a mom that kept it raw. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. let you know what, what, what things was, man. And we were all a whole group of us as uh, young men. We were all up under her and listen to what Miss Miss Green said. So nah, definitely. So we definitely want to send our, our, our in love and memory segments and our condolences to her family still to you. Thank you is something that's important to us and humanize people who have lived a life and lived a life well. And we want to make sure that we always do that. Listen, he's probably not going to do this, but I'm going to do this. I want you guys to go follow this guy. He's not going to tell you to follow him at Devin Wade. It's just not in his character. But I'm going to shout him out. The man is fire at everything that he does. His drawing skills are impeccable. His creative Thank ability. You. He has podcasts. He's a producer. He does so many different things that... I really don't have the time to talk about it, but he is a super no, super nerd, and yes. uh, yeah, he's he's just really a cool person. So follow him on Instagram at Devin Wade D E V I N W A D E. Listen, if you need something done, definitely hit my guy up, Dev. I appreciate you. Thank you. They always talk about giving people their flowers, you know, and I want to give you your flowers because you're somebody that's been like a big brother to me. You've helped me with my podcast. Guys, I record my podcast in his studio. So, yes, he is a black man killing it, doing his thing. He's got a lot Thank of good you. stuff going on. He's taking me under under his wing. He's helped me. He's encouraged me with the grief bully. So, everything that I'm doing, too, he's a guy behind helping me with all that. So, yeah. What as you, what, it's like I told you before, um, what you're doing is just needed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just post stuff up just to post it. When I say this, this is needed content, this is needed. There's a lot of people that's watching this and they're consuming this this isn't just entertainment for them you know what i'm saying like this is something that they need so you're providing a sir this is essential business right here uh -huh. thank you it's been co-signed by devin wade guys listen you know it's another great episode with you i always enjoy being here you know listen we on youtube go check us out there trying to get my subscribers up what's up with you guys come on follow me and uh you know i like to hang out on instagram so definitely follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, you already know, I'm your host. Till next time, love and light. Peace. Mm -hmm.